Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeniwa Moronike and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Hey Blessed Generation, how are you doing? If this is a morning, afternoon or night that you're listening to this, then good morning, afternoon, good evening or good night. I'm sure you guys can hear my voice, but my sister said I should stop complaining. Sorry, I should stop apologizing for things I can't change. <laughs> but so I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to assume that we all know what happens when someone sounds like this. It's a cold or a sore throat or a combination of multiple things that God will heal me from very soon in Jesus' name. But thankfully, it doesn't affect my energy levels or anything. I can still record. It just may sound a bit different. But, you know, we move. We move. It doesn't stop an episode coming out. Keep on with the consistency and yeah we're gonna keep the episode going thank you so much for the engagements on other episodes i see these things i see the statistics on my profile and analytics and i just noticed that a lot of people have been engaging more and just watching more and it's been a privilege limitless has grown so much from the last so i'm just glad i'm so glad and grateful to god for the growth but it has been such a privilege just to watch this podcast grow beyond me beyond my capacity or what I thought it would grow to and because from the beginning I I was never really my desire to start a podcast I think I've just told the story before I'll make this brief because this is just the intro but when I had the idea when God gave me the idea of the podcast first of all my idea was I will do it with somebody because I was like I can't do this by myself I can't like how what where it's me you know the introverted girl with little to no social media I had a very small group of friends I'm just not into all those things. And then God just gave me confidence and boldness. And I did it once and then, you know, recorded again and again. Then he started using me for social media and, and make, putting me out in other platforms as well. And I became so comfortable. Somebody was complaining to me recently that they want to start doing all this kind of content creation, Christian content on social media, but they're shy. I'm like, you know, you'll be shy the first time. You'll be shy the second time, third time. But it's fourth time, fifth, sixth, seventh, fiftieth video. Trust me, you'll not be nervous anymore you would have had the confidence, the boldness to continue. But that is built in consistency, in discipline, in doing it even when you're afraid. You're not going to be able to get to that place until you start. You have to start afraid first before you overcome that. I say that a lot as well. The only way to overcome a fear, it may not be what you want to hear, is to literally face the fear. Once you've overcome the fear, you realize the fear is not as strong as you thought it was. You weaken it. You weaken its influence over your actions. And eventually it becomes null and void. Right. So that was just a little admonition before the actual episode where it's going to be less preachy. Actually, we're just going to be talking about being friends with God, like being a friend of God. Sounds like a hefty statement. How would a whole me, sorry, should I didn't say whole me, how would a whole God want to be friends with me? How, how can a little me want to be friends with a whole God? But um, it's more than just wanting to be friends. It's a possibility. I mean, Moses did it. I mean, God referred to Abraham as a friend. You see patterns of friendship even before the coming of the Holy Spirit. So even before the coming of the Holy Spirit, there was a pattern of friendship. Then we have literally no excuse to be friends with God. And I emphasize this because a lot of people that are trying to seek God and are finding it difficult because they're seeking God in the wrong way. You're trying to be closer to God by doing the things you think he will approve of rather than seeking him. And I, I mentioned this in stuff like when I did the religion and um, relationship episode and 
I think I mentioned this a while back when I was doing stuff like, you know, Christian, but not Christian burdens. What was I doing again? Christian burnout about seeking the face of God. So we're getting into this. <laughs> I've already started without actually starting. I'm so sorry this intro is long. Okay, I'm not supposed to apologize <laughs> for things. Oh gosh, let's just get into the episode. All right, so yeah, as I was saying, a lot of us, we see God in this way and we forget the aspects of God. I'm not saying that we shouldn't see God as a father. He is our father. Part of fatherhood is also friendship because I believe we also should have an element of friendship with our parents. And if you don't, that could actually explain why we may struggle to have this idea with God. Because even within fatherhood, there is an element of closeness, comfort, you go to your father for advice. You go to him when you're sad, when you're happy, when you need something, when you just want to be around him, when you just want to cuddle from him, when you just want to sit around him, laugh with him, just with him. So within fatherhood, there's a friendship. But for some people, fatherhood is like dictatorship. Fatherhood is like lordship alone. And then you struggle to find the connection. And then you realize you're pulling away. Yeah, of course you'll pull away from God. <laughs> this thing is, I beg, this thing is tiring. I keep trying to do things to make him love me and it's not working. I don't feel loved by God. Your approaches must be wrong because we know that God loves us. He tells us throughout his entire word that he loves us, that he wants to know us. Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm always, uh, 13, I'm always quoting this because this really opened my mind up to what God wants with us. He said that if we seek him, we will find him. When we seek him with all our heart, not with all our church attendance, not with all our hard work, not with all our following the Ten Commandments, with all our heart. Now, you can't tell me you're seeking God with all your heart and you are limiting your prayer time, you're limiting your Bible study time. You know, you're supposed to pray for one hour, 30 minutes or, you know, 45 minutes and you're looking at your time constantly. But you said you want to develop a friendship with this God. You said you want to get to know this God. Why are you such in a haste anytime you're in his presence? Why are you always feeling that haste anytime you are supposed to seek him? And you know, it's easy to complain. And you know, God doesn't want to see me. God doesn't want to. Do you really want to see him? Because if you did, it would not be so easy for you to be like, oh, time's up. I've done my 10 minutes of prayer today. Oh yeah, let me go about my business. Let me go and watch that show. Let me go and do the things I want to do. With your friend, it's hard for you to just leave your friend. You, you guys are just, you guys are laughing. You guys are, you know, you're in, you're just in that bubble of joy and enjoying, enjoying each other's company. It's hard for you to leave. So for the fact that it's so easy for you to leave the presence of God, so easy for you to avoid his word, so easy for you not to go to his sanctuary, to be around fellow believers who also love this friend, then I don't think you're seeking him with all your heart. You may even think you are because you actually are praying the hour a day or reading your Bible that time of day, except your heart is far from God. Jesus said, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. God sees that. He sees what man doesn't see, man sees that, hey, this brother, this sister, she's always in church. She's always so diligent. She's always so, but you deep down know you don't have a friendship with God. All of this you're doing, you're still feeling empty inside. And again, I said, it's possible to have a friendship with God, but it doesn't just come overnight. I mean, the people I just mentioned, Moses, Abraham, Moses was Moses. I mean, Moses spent 40 days, 40 nights fasting, talking to God so if one day sorry one hour or even 45 minutes 30 minutes a day you keep checking your time when you're talking to your friend and you expect him to relate to you as a friend when you don't even want to be with him and then you have Moses who as Exodus 33 11 tells us that he would speak 
to God face to face, like he's speaking to a friend. He built that. He developed the extent of that relationship. It did not come just by desire alone. Desire is important. In fact, desire is the ammunition. But you can desire to get an A and still sit in your room. You can desire to develop a relationship with God and still not do anything about it. So desire is just the beginning. You can desire to be healthy and still stuff your body and pump your body with unhealthy things. You know, not do things that you need to do to stay healthy. So desire is just the beginning. You can actually desire and your desire is genuine. You could really be desiring to seek the face of God and to be friends with God. Because really you're tired of this whole, I'm coming to church, I'm not feeling anything. I'm reading my Bible, I'm not feeling anything. This is also closely related to the um, episode on religion. But I just felt led to do this episode today. Knowing God for yourself, the desire is good. But you can't know about someone you don't spend time with. You don't actively seek with all your heart. Because if you're not using all your heart to seek him, you will not find him. Numbers 12, 6 to 8, this is what happens when you seek God so much that he even breaks protocol for your sake. Because as I said, back then, it was, there was no Holy Spirit. If he wants to speak to somebody, he will speak to a prophet. Because with this level of consecration that these people had, it just, God could not dwell in their midst. He couldn't, he was not going to. It was through the Holy Spirit, through the washing, the cleansing of Jesus Christ, that we even received the Holy Spirit. It was through Jesus Christ that we received the Holy Spirit that we were found worthy of our temple for him to be with us. Back then, there was no Holy Spirit. So Numbers 12, 6 to 8 says, He said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face, clearly, not in riddles, he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? This is when people were coming against Moses. That you know, um, those was the time when his brother Aaron and Miriam, his sister, were, you know, speaking against him. Like, ah, is it only him that God can speak through? <laughs> he worked for it. He pursued. He sought the face of God. Why is God going to reveal Himself to someone who doesn't even bother to seek Him? He seek His face. You want what all these men of God have. This kind of relationship these men of God have. You know, these people that would would hear literally hear the voice of God and they're seeing visions and they're you know experiencing these supernatural things, but you don't want to put in the work to get to where they they are with God. And when I say the work, I, again, I'm not talking about the superficial things you think you're doing. The superficial things you're doing to trying to get God's approval, try to get God's approval, but seeking him with all your heart. I mean, when you're praying, you don't want to leave that place. You don't want to leave the atmosphere because you're enjoying this company so much. When you're studying the word, you're studying to get to know him, not because you want to satisfy your desire to just say, you know, I've read the Bible today. You always want to be in his midst. You always want to be in his atmosphere. Every second you get, you're listening to messages, you're listening to worship music, everything you can do to be saturated in his presence. You do because you're seeking his face. If you have the option to watch your favorite show or to study the word of God, you choose the word of God. If you have the option to pray or to talk to somebody, talk to a friend, you, ha- you choose prayer because you are so hungry to find him. You are so hungry to understand him. You are so hungry to develop the friendship with him, which is even more possible now than back then because of the Holy Spirit. That's friendship. In James 2.23, it says, and the scriptures fulfilled that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's 
friend. And what do you do with your friend? You talk to them every single day. You know, you expect your friend will respond to you when you speak to them. You initiate more of God's voice, more of his answers, more of him when you put yourself out there, when you're talking to him consistently, when you're seeking him consistently, when you're reaching out to him consistently. Because God wants a relationship with you. He wants to grow deeper. He wants you to grow deeper in knowing him. But he's also not going to force you. He wants it to be genuine. He wants you to want to know him. And so even if God is reaching out his hand, if you don't bring out your hand, you're never going to meet him. He's bringing out his hand and you're sitting there, God, I want a relationship, I want a relationship with you, but you're not doing anything to actually pursue a relationship with him. And another thing, and I learned this recently, another thing is having that obedient heart and practicing obedience. And there's a statement that I learned, I listened to a preaching where it said, the Holy Spirit is not powerful in a vessel where his authority is not acknowledged. And for you to develop, and you know I was saying that thing, that for you to develop a relationship with God, you need to meet him through the Holy Spirit. But for the Holy Spirit to be active in you, for you to be receptive to his voice, you have to acknowledge his authority in your life. You have to be obedient to his voice. Your friend, who you want to understand and know, but you consistently reject his voice, you consistently resist his voice, Remember, friendship is just a dimension of God. He's still your father. You still need to learn from him, respect him, obey him, listen to him. Be in alignment with his ways, his will, because he knows the best for you. Because you won't be able to get the friendship without respecting him, without obeying him. It's people like Moses, like Abraham, who were obedient, who listened to God, who were in alignment with his ways, who did what God told them to do, even if it was confusing, if they didn't understand why. Even if he was telling them to, you know, kill his first, his, his beloved son. Even if he was telling them to, you know, uh, speak to a rock and for water to come out. To do things that, you know, had never been done before. Just things that were just so out of the ordinary. But they listened and obeyed. And God said, you know what? I need to take my relationship with you further. Because you've gone to a stage where you fully trust me. For the fact that you are so obedient to things that have never happened before. Things that I'm telling you to do. That the average person would doubt. But you are doomed with such ease. I have to take my relationship with you to the next level. This is no longer king and servant. This is now friend. We are now father, son. And in that, I am now your friend. We are friends. Because you have such a trust and a love for me. But again, that was built. It was built through obedience, through faith, through submission. Friendship with God is not like friendship with humans. It's so much deeper and entails so much more. Because remember, God is still God. <laughs> He's still God. I remember when I was reading God's Generals, the second one. Was it the first one? The one that talks about the formation of the church anyway. And um, I think I've mentioned before this, this episode where Martin Luther, one of the people that basically, you know, I, I think I've told this story before as well. But anyway, you can do a bit of research on Martin Luther. And when his relationship with God started, he had always been in church. He'd always start, he was always in church because his parents were also Christians. But it was very deity-like, where there was a genuine fear. When I say fear, I'm not talking about the respect of the Lord, the one that they tell you us to have in the Bible. I'm talking about fear, genuine fear of God, where it'll be raining, there'll be, you know, a lightning storm, and he'll be scared that, you know, God's going to punish him. That was, that kind of fear is not of God. That is not the kind of fear that God wants you to have, that he's going to kill you at any moment. But that was how his relationship, that's how he started with God, until he started understanding God for himself. When he realized that all these things he was trying to do, this religious spirit that he had, it was just making him more and more afraid of God. He did everything, like literally as a priest, because he, he joined, he literally became a priest because he was so scared that ah, if he doesn't do this, maybe God's going to kill him. 
He did everything he could possibly do to try and please God. And he was still left empty and wanting. His journey, his wholeness began when his Christian acts were done out of love to seek God and not to attempt to win his approval. I mean, Martin Luther fasted to the point of fainting because he believed if I fast, God's going to not, God's not going to kill me. Not that if I fast, I'll get closer to God because he didn't even understand there was an opportunity for a relationship with God. His idea was that if I fast, God will not want to kill me. (laughs) And it just, it was so much for him. He hated his life until he started seeking God's face. He started developing a friendship, a relationship with God. It wasn't surface level. It was deep. And a relationship with God is real. It's not pretending that you have everything together. It's not pretending that you're the best Christian. It's understanding that his power is made perfect in your weakness. It's understanding that he's there when you are happy, when you're sad, when you're angry, when you're confused. When, you know, you need a source of light, help, direction. If you read the Psalms, Psalms is such an interesting book to read because it shows you all the ups and downs of the psalmist. I mean, if you read the beginning of the Psalms, or let's say, if you read the Psalms in general, you'll find areas where, you know, praise the Lord. You see areas where they're praising the Lord. You see areas where the Psalmist is saying, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all his inhabitants, praise the Lord that's within me. You know, then there's other place that said, you know, Lord, what happened? Why did you leave me? Why have you forsaken me? Why am I, why did the enemies plot a vain thing? Like, the Psalmist is so real and raw with God and so honest. I am struggling. It's so honest. I am happy. So honest. I am scared. So honest. I need you, God. That is what you do with your friend. You are honest. You are open. You are real. You are raw. You don't try and hide behind a mask. You don't try and pretend in front of God. Why pretend in front of someone that already knows? So he's just looking at you like, you're not ready then. You're not ready to really get to know me or to love me or you don't trust me because you're trying to be fake with me, your God, your friend, your father, your creator. I see, hear, know all and you're still trying to hide from me. That's not friendship. And if all these people are mentioning, I want David, Abraham, Moses, this is before the New Testament, before the Holy Spirit, then what excuse do we have? That shouldn't it be easier for us because God wants a friendship with us. So what is stopping a friendship if not us? us so i'm just going to give us some practical tips that we can do to develop a friendship with god um number one your approach your heart make sure that your heart behind everything you do is to get to know god so from now on for every church service you go to for every fellowship you go to for every bible study you go to anything you do your prayers everything you do every christian-like act or every act you do to get close to god for everything you do you tell god god through this teach me draw me closer to you, speak to me. I want to get to know you more. I desire to know your face, to see your face, to have a friendship with you. That's your approach, number one. Number two, saturate yourself in the things of God. If you really want to know God as a friend, he has to be your everything. He has to be first. I'm not saying that you don't have anything else. Of course, many people that listen to this are students or they're working class, if you have other things you're doing, but you can even seek God through that. Seek the will of God through everything you do. His will, his desires first. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added onto you. Seek him first. Number two, number three, talk to him all the time. It's kind of similar to saturating yourself, but saturating yourself could just be like listening to worship music, listening to podcasts, listening to sermons, going to church, you know, you know, spending more time in your quiet time, being consistent in your quiet time, being very intentional about your quiet time. Stop using your quiet time as a daily task or daily routine and use it as an opportunity every single time you come to god in prayer you have the opportunity to seek god's face that's the mentality you should have so then number three is literally finding every way to talk to him i'm talking about if you're in the bathroom 
if you're on the way to class, if you're on the way to work, if you're on the way back from work, if you are, anytime you have, every opportunity you have, talk to God. That's what friendship, eh? Talk, friends, they just, they talk. And when I say talk to God, have no limitations. Talk about the things you're struggling with. If you are struggling with sexual urges, are you saying, oh, well, you know, God is a holy God. <laughs> is it not through him you get your cleansing and your purity? Talk to him about it. You're struggling with anger, talk to him about it. You don't like church, talk to him about it. Why don't you like prayer? Talk to God. You literally talk to God, God, oh, I don't know why this prayer thing is so hard for me. Talk to him about it. I hope you know, even in that, you're praying. And it starts like that until it becomes a habit, until it becomes something you do consistently, until you realize that this is so easy for you. It's a lifestyle. Prayer, seeking God, being a friend of God is a lifestyle because you have made it a lifestyle. Okay, guys, so I'll be with you guys in the next episode. I hope this episode taught you something. I hope you gained something. I pray that it is a blessing to you and to everyone that you're going to share it with by the grace of God. Share this to your friends, your family, your loved ones, even those you don't love. If you feel like this episode would be helpful for them, then please send it to them. Leave a review, leave a rating. I think that's, yeah, those are the only ones. Then share. You can also, you know, comment on, not comment, listen, you know that when I put stuff on Spotify, if you're a Spotify user, then you can, you know, respond to the questions or the polls that I put out there. And you can always message me on Instagram for any questions. My DMs are available. Alright guys, I'll be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day, have an amazing month, have an amazing year, have an amazing week. Week's supposed to come before months, sorry. Have an amazing 2023. Bye guys.